Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. And this morning we are going to start another series. If you remember, we completed our series of sermons on discipleship. And this morning we are going to start another series called Christian Character. A new series called Christian Character. I believe this is a very important topic for us, especially as we are living in this part of the globe. How God wants us to live a Christian life and what kind of you know, believers that we need to be in the sight of God. We are going to you know, deal with this topic in the coming few weeks and just you know, ask God to speak to you even through this series of sermons. So I just want to quickly give a sermon outline. This is what we are going to talk about this morning. We are going to talk about what is Christian characteristics or what is Christian character. And we are going to talk about what we need to change in our lives. Why is the development of Christian character so important for you and for me? And how is Christ-like character developed in our lives? We are going to talk a little bit about developing godly character. We are also going to talk about some of the practical challenges for developing character, godly character in our lives. Going to talk about certain personal difficulties that we have. And finally we are going to analyze and see whether we are teachable or not. Can, we do some, can God do something in our lives to change us? So let's get started. Let's try to define the character. Let's try to understand what is Christian character. You know, Deal Moody, a well-known American evangelist, most of us know, he put it this way. He said, character is what you are in the dark. Character is nothing but what we are when nobody is around us. Character is nothing but what we are when nobody is watching us. That's what is character. He also, someone also defined character as a character is defined as a, you know, it's a a strength of a moral fiber. It's called strength of a moral fiber. You know, fiber is the one which which, which you know, takes, the, takes the, you know, the, the nourishment from the ground and it takes it to the, field, to the leaves and all, all the parts of the plant. That's a fiber. Character is defined as a strength of a moral fiber. You know, how, how good we are, how capable we are to do the right things. That's what is defined by Strength of a moral fiber when we say that. Character is also aligning our lives and our behaviors with Jesus Christ. You know, all our desire is that we want to become like Christ. Paul is repeatedly saying, talking about Christ-mindedness. He wants us to have the mind of Jesus Christ in all of us. A.W. Tozer, he's an American pastor, And this is what he says, character is the excellence of moral beings. Character is the excellence 
you know, character, something good, something of good quality that we see in our lives. This morning, I want you to follow it very carefully. You know, as we usually attribute excellence with something, you know, gold is, we say it's an excellent gold when it is a real pure gold. And the excellence of art, we can understand in its beauty. If the art is really beautiful, the painting is really beautiful, we say that it is an excellent you know, a piece of work. In the same way, excellence of man is found in his character. You know, character is important. And this morning we are talking about what is Christian character. You know, we can say that a person's total character is the you know, sum of all these things. When we put all these things together, it is the personality of an individual. It is a thought process in someone's life. It is an intention, the desire to do certain things in our lives. And it is our action. All these thing, things together form our character. You know, it is a personality. And it is an intention. With what intention we do? Whatever we do on this earth. And what are the thought process that we go through in our lives? You know, most of the time, we see outwardly, we see ourselves. But inside, there is something else is going on in our thought. So characters also define us, the thought that what is going on within us, the intentions and the desires and the actions and the personality. If you put all this together, you know, that's what is our character. And it is God's purpose that he is trying to develop godly characters within us. You know, remember, none of us are not perfect. None of us are perfect. We are not perfect. Look at the people who are in the outside. They don't go to church. They don't follow Jesus. Look at them. And what is the difference between them and us? I see only one difference. We are forgiven. We are just forgiven. You know, other than that, person who was living outside and person who is sitting inside, we don't see much difference. Some areas we do better when we are in the church and when we get out of the church, you know, sometimes even our behaviors change. So we are not really perfect, but we are forgiven. You know, they have not received that forgiveness yet, those who are living outside. But we are forgiven. We know what is grace of God. Probably they don't know what is grace of God. And when we do something wrong in our lives, we know where to go, but they don't know. When trouble comes on our lives, we know where to run, but they do not know. But we are not perfect yet. We are not perfect. None of us are perfect. You know, I used to say, if you want to, you know, when we ask people to do certain th things in, in their lives for God, they say that, Pastor, I'm not ready yet. I'm not perfect yet. I will do it when I become, you know, perfect in those areas. And I tell them, when you are perfect, you will not be here on this earth. You are gone. You know, when we become perfect, God really takes us up. God really takes us. Especially, I used to say that with my father-in-law. I'm not sure whether he's listening to me right now. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, he says that, you know, I'm not uh, really you know, worthy to do all those things. But I tell uh, usually, we need to start doing, we need to start doing the work of God. When we wait for perfection, the moment we become perfect, you know, God is willing to take us home. And God wants us to do his will when we live on this earth. But it is a process through which 
You know, we try to become perfect as the Lord takes us in our spiritual walk. And this morning I wanted to you know, talk about a little bit about change. Change. Can you listen to me this morning? This is very interesting. You know, change is really the sign of life. If my, in my life, in my body, if change is not happening, that's equivalent to I am dead. You know, change is a sign of life. Change is a sign of life. You know, many of us are in the medical profession. Medical definition for death is a body that doesn't change anymore. A body that doesn't change anymore. Of course, it gets disintegrated and it will just disappear eventually. But it, is, it will not change towards something good. It will not change towards life. You know, when I speak during my sermon, during this 40-45 minutes, when you are here with me, about half a million cells in your body are going to die. And half a million cells are come back into life during this 40-45 minutes. 70 to 80 percentage of the dust that we have in our houses is a dead skin. Our stomach line, lining undergoes complete change every five days. Our liver, every six weeks, it goes through a change. Our skeleton, every three months, three months it goes through a change. Our whole body changes in every five years for men and seven years for women. So change is natural. Change is inevitable. Change happens to, if we are alive, you know, change happens to us whether we like it or not. Just want you to turn your attention to one scripture from Romans chapter 8 verse 29. Romans chapter 8 verse 29. Scripture says, God predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. God predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. Can you repeat this after me this morning? Change is inevitable. Change is a sign of life. I want to change. I expect God to change my life. You know, here Roman, Paul writes in Romans, God predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. Who is the son? Son Jesus. Son, you can imagine son Jesus' image. There is no spot. There is no sin. There is no blemish. There is no darkness in him. He is the pure, bright son of the Lord. Son of man. Son Jesus. And what God is doing, God is helping us to conform to the image of son now I just want you to imagine where we are today. Where we are today. I want you to think about, you know, our situation. Our behaviors. Listen to me. Don't get distracted. Listen to me. Our behaviors. Our attitudes. Is it like Son Jesus? Are they like Son Jesus? Are they like Jesus? Our behaviors and attitudes. Any of you? Most of the time not, right? 
Even in my life too, when I think about it, most of the time, we don't do really, we don't, never, we not even very close, not even closer to Jesus. But here scripture says, God predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. That means, you know, God has already identified you and me with an idea of, you know, making us like son Jesus. So today we are here, right here. And if you compare the excellence of Lord Jesus, that is somewhere here. And God wants us to conform to the image of Lord Jesus. And it doesn't happen without change. It doesn't happen without change. We need to change. We need to change for good. And one day, we will become like him. You know, that's what scripture says. Now, this morning, we are talking about how important change is. Let's take it further. Why is the development of Christian characters important? Why is it is important that we need to develop Christian character, characters in our lives? You know, our characters will leave a legacy and our characters will also leave a heritage. When we are gone from this world, we want somebody to tell. There was a man by name this and he lived in this place of Halifax. And when he was here, this is what he has done. And he was such a character. He was such a good character. You know, he was doing all this sort of things. Legacy. You know, what we are planning to leave when we are gone from this world? Heritage. What are we going to gain and leave for our children when we are gone from this world? Can you help her? To... You know, when we are gone from this world, what are we going to leave for our children? You know, this morning I want you to understand, you know, how important it is that we need to develop our characters so that our children will pick up those good characters from our lives. You know, most of the time, children look at the parents. When children look at the parents, you know, they try to find out something good in their lives. But when they want to find out something good from their lives, if we don't have that character within us, if we don't see that character within our lives, you know, most of the time we find it difficult. Our children find it difficult. They don't know whom to follow. They don't know whether they need to follow their mother or their father. And what do they need to do? It is very important we leave a proper legacy. Psalm 112 verse 6 says, I won't read that Psalm, Psalm 112 verse 6, Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. Who will be remembered forever? The righteous will be remembered forever. Why they are remembered forever? The character. The character of doing righteousness. The character of doing good things in our lives. That's the reason they will be remembered forever. Character also determines our, determine our destiny. You know, this is what someone said. Listen to this. It's very beautiful. So a thought. So a thought. And reap an attitude. So an attitude. And reap an action. So an action and reap a habit. And so a habit and reap a character. And so a character reap a destiny. You know, we see from our thought, it becomes our attitude. And it becomes our action. And it becomes our habit. And it becomes our character. And that will define our destiny. You know, that's the reason Paul writes in Galatians chapter 6, verse 8, he says, For he who sows in his flesh will 
reap of the flesh that is corruption. But he who sows the spirit will reap of the spirit that is everlasting life. That is everlasting life. You know, this morning God is telling us character development is very, very important. You know, most of the time people don't see Christ in our lives, but they see our characters. They see our characters and our behaviors, but they don't see Christ in us directly, but they see our characters. This morning it's very difficult, but it is very important that we listen. Our characters has the ability to influence others and they will decide to follow Christ or not follow Christ. Most of the time we're looking at our characters. You know, good characters really attract everybody. You know, you want to cling on to somebody who is really good because you like them. You like that character in their life. You like that individual because you like that character. You want to cling on to that person because he's having or she's having good character. Good characters attract everybody, but only Christian character can attract somebody to heaven. Only Christian character can attract somebody to the eternity. And this morning God is telling us that we need to develop that Christian characters within us. How do we develop? How can we become Christ-like? This morning, you know, God is asking us to develop Christ-like characters within us, within our lives. You know, today we come across many of the you know, behavioral development programs. I don't know whether you come across any such program. If you go to that, you know, at times we see people who are not behaviorally, they are not proper. We take them to that program and put them in the program and they will, you know, take them through a process and eventually they are expected to come out good. Behavioral development programs. But these behavioral development programs, you know, they try to modify people's behavior outside, but they don't really do anything inside of somebody. You know, they all affect the outside appearance of people. They don't really do anything inside, but the true character really starts from inside of us. Can you repeat that after me? The true character starts from inside of me. It's inside out most of the time. It's not really outside. You know, when we see somebody outside, we cannot really judge their character. But when things start coming from their inside, that's the time you realize what kind of character is this. This morning, God wants us to be Christ-like. We are talking about how do we become, how can we become Christ-like? You know, there is a beautiful scripture in the word of God. Proverbs 17.3. I'm going to read that for you. Proverbs 17, verse 3. Scripture says, the crucible or the refining pot, refining pot for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the heart. You know, they go and mine the ore of silver. When they bring the silver ore, it may be just a huge bundle of silver ore. And they put that silver ore into the crucible, into the refining pot. And they take it through various process of adding chemicals and increasing the temperature and the ore of silver is going to boil there. And they take the molten you know, ore through many processes so eventually we, the dross can come out of it. All the waste material can come out of it. Only the pure silver remains in that crucible. The same way gold. When gold is taken through fire, taken through furnace, it is pure gold is purified. 
But word of God says, but the, but the Lord tests the heart. We are talking about how do we bring Jesus like character in our lives. Silver is purified in the crucible. Gold is purified in the furnace. But the Lord tests our heart. You know, God tests our heart. You know, heart is some area where we don't see. Nobody knows what our heart is. What is going on inside of our heart. You know, that's where God wants to test us. God wants us to measure how good we are inside our heart. You know, sometimes we come across people and we say, that, you know, look at that woman. She's very pure. She's very pure in her heart. We come across people like that. You know, God is pleased. Because God, God, you know, God wants us to become purer and purer, purer day by day. You know, that's just the maturity. That is the change. That is the growth that God expects in us. You know, if we don't change, we will never reach where Christ is. And God wants us to go through that change. And the way we change is only by looking at Christ Jesus and following his characters in our lives. We are talking about how do we build the character like Christ in our lives. You know, most of the time, the purity of heart is what, is what will result as a purity of action. You know, sometimes we, we, we think that, you know, God is taking through me through a tough time. And he is working on my character. He's trying to change my character. But you know what? Most of the time, when difficulties come our lives, it doesn't really change the character, but our character will come out. Our characters will come out when difficulties come on our way. As long as everything is going well, we are all very godly. You know, we worship God, we come and serve God, we follow God, we do everything. And I'm talking something practical that happens to me, that happens to you. But our characters will start showing up when things are not going well in our lives. So, you know, troubles and persecution and tribulations, they don't really make characters, but they reveal character. They will show characters. They exhibit characters in our lives. But you know what? God, sometimes he uses the trials to mold our characters. God sometimes uses the troubles that we go through in our lives so that he is trying to develop the characters in our lives. We want to read from Romans chapter 5 verses 3 and 4. Romans chapter 5 verses 3 and 4. Word of God says, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, endurance, our strength. Tribulation produces strength or stamina and perseverance produces character and character gives hope. You know when Paul says when we go through tribulations our characters come out and then God works in our lives. You know this morning I believe God is talking to you. Some of us are going through a very tough time in our lives. And you question God, Lord, why you are allowing this in my life? Why am I going through all these difficulties in my life? You have questions. But this morning, as we study the word of God, scripture tells us very clearly, when, when troubles are coming on our way, the way we react, that's our natural character. But then God works in our lives because God tests our hearts. And at that moment, God tests our hearts and see whether our heart is right with God. 
And if our heart is not right with God, God will send the word to correct you and correct me. And he sends the word and then we realize, oh, probably that's what God wants me to be. God doesn't want me to lose my hope. I'm such a character, I lose my hope, even for a simple thing. And God doesn't want me to lose my hope. You know, I just start blaming people. Even some silly thing happens in my life. I don't want, God doesn't want me to do this anymore. God wants me to develop my character. This morning, I believe God is speaking to us. God uses those opportunities to strengthen our characters. Let's talk a little bit about developing godly character. We can develop godly characters in our lives by a couple of things. Number one, we can do that by controlling our thoughts. just want to give a scripture. Let's read from Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Listen to this. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lowly, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, good quality, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now God is asking us to control our thought. How do we control our thought? As Philippians says, whatever is worthy, think about those things. You know, there are many things, many distractions that are on our way. It is not worth spending even a single minute on those things. It is not worth. The media that we see today, it's not worth spending those minutes and those times in those media. There are good things. And God wants us to think about those things which are good. And anything that we see, it corrupts us. Anything that we hear, it corrupts us. Anything that we follow, we read, they have an ability to corrupt our heart. We are talking about our hearts becoming like Jesus. You know, that's the teaching the church is in need of today. How do we become like Jesus? Scripture says one method is by controlling our thoughts, as Paul writes to Philippians. Are we able to control our thoughts? It's a very difficult thing. No one knows what's going on in our mind. And Bible says, we need to bring those thoughts under Christ under Christ and see whether they are good will they make me to become like Jesus God wants us to be careful in those areas the second way to develop godly character is by practicing Christian virtues Christian qualities. Let's read what are they. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 7. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 7. Practicing Christian qualities, values. Here Peter writes, But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. It is important that you need to have faith in God. But only faith alone will not help. You know, sometimes we have great faith. Lord, if I lay hands and pray for somebody, he gets healed. But Peter says, come on, slow down a bit. Slow down a bit. And he says, add virtue to your faith. Giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Virtue is what? Quality. 
Christian quality. To virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. A strength, a stamina. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. You know, finally we see everything is just narrowing it down to love. That's the reason Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We may have such a great hope in the Lord. We may have all the qualities, good qualities. We may have self-control. We may have godliness. We may have brotherly kindness. But if we don't have love, everything is a waste. The second way to develop godly character is practicing Christian virtues. Third way, guarding our hearts again. Let's read some of the scriptures. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs 4, 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs of life. Out of it comes the springs of life. Springs of life comes out of the heart. So we need to protect our heart. And let's read Matthew 15, 18 and 20. 18 to 20. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. We're listening to this this morning. Those things that proceed our mouth, they really come from our heart. And they defile man. For out of the heart proceeded, proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses and blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. You know, this is very important this morning. What really matters is what we are inside. You know, God is teaching me and believe God is teaching all of us to have maintained that purity of heart. You know, when we maintain that purity of heart, we don't get distracted. We don't get discouraged. And this morning I believe God is telling us we need to have God our hearts. Fourthly, keeping good company. Let's read from 1 Corinthians 15.33. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Simple verse, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Last week we said you need to be a friend of those who are still not saved. We need to be like Jesus was a friend of sinners. Now we see another scripture here. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. So what scripture is saying, if you go into a group of people, they are not godly really. And if they can influence your life, do not go there. But you go there when you can influence their lives. Did you get that? When we feel that we are not strong in those areas, right? You know, some group of people are all drinking and enjoying. You are not very strong. You think that if you go there, probably you are tempted to taste a little bit. Then better don't go there. But then, you're very strong. You're not weak in that area. Some bunch of people are sitting and drinking. You just go and be with them and talk to them. And after they are drunk a little bit, take them aside and ask them, what is going on in your life? How is your financial situation? How is your wife doing? Is she loving you? How are your children? Where are they? They'll start crying. They'll start crying. Put your hands around them. Share the love of Jesus. 
because you are very strong nothing can shake you god wants you to be friend of them but same time scripture also also warning twitch sword that's how the word of god is evil company corrupts good habits some of those habits we fast and we pray and ask god lord give me deliverance in those areas you received those blessings from god now if you go and sit with those evil companies they are going to corrupt your life paul is saying keep a good company fellowship of believers same time be friend with those who are not saved yet there are different purposes we have and also we can see setting a good example we are trying to understand how do we develop godly characters in our lives you know men and women of characters they will set good examples for people to follow god wants us to do that god wants us to do that god wants us to lead people into his kingdom you know that's the only reason god has called us god has called us to do that you know yesterday they were studying about esther and i also studied about esther before before they started uh, their program and one thing that you know it comes out in in the life of esther you know she was very focused she was trying to set an example she got an opportunity and she wanted to be a model for others but you know unfortunately none of them followed she came under the in under the leadership under the subjection of mordecai and then she came under to the to the uh, to the to the you know authority of hegai and as he was taking care of her you know she was just setting a model setting an example how a godly child should be but none of those other girls they don't want to follow what she followed and that's the only reason she found favor in his eyes now god wants us to set an example by setting an example we develop godly characters in our lives some of the practical challenges i want to talk about before we close there are a lot of problem to what i talk what i said just now it's not easy the first problem is i am the first problem the first problem to develop godly characters in our lives we are the biggest problem our selfish pride will not allow that to happen romans chapter 1 verse 21 says romans chapter 121 listen to this because although they knew god they did not give glory to god they did not glorify him as god nor they were were thankful to god they became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened they did not give glory to god you know most of the time the reason why we are not able to develop that christian character in our lives we don't keep god in the place where god is supposed to be we keep self in that place we keep self you know times when we pray to god our prayer becomes teaching god and i wonder is he t- really trying to teach god what god is supposed to do and at times our prayers become like that god is expecting us to keep him where he is you know he is god there is no way we can control him he is almighty god there is nothing we can do about what he is supposed to do in our lives it is better to align our lives with the plan of god you know that's the easy way out it is better to align our lives with the plan of god and ask god lord what is your plan concerning me i want to follow that plan you know people's life they flourish because they understood what god is trying to do in their lives and once we align yourself with the plan of god 
things will fall in place. The first problem, biggest problem for my character to change is me, myself. The second difficulty that I would say here, you know, I think that at times I'm the reason for all the things that are happening to me. You know, we are, at times we are deceived to think that I can never become bit better than what I am today. You know, many times, you know, we come to, into a self-pity situation and we think, it's all because of me. I made that mess in my life. We're talking about practical challenges for developing characters in our lives. You know, we think that it's all because of me. I'm not capable. I cannot do these things. Just I made that mess. We forget one thing. We find there is no place for truth in our life at that moment. Where are those promises? Where are those words that are spoken in our lives? Truth is the word of God. Where is that word? Where is God's word? Because God's word is true. We most of the time get into a mode of self-pity. And we think that it's all because of me. We can never develop godly character in our lives. If we are in that matter, in that, in that manner. The chief error in our lives, we are deceived because of our ignorance of God's word. And his power. That's what scripture says. I want you to turn with me to Matthew 22, 29. Matthew 22, 29. You know, this is very important scripture. Jesus replied, You are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. You know, this morning I believe Holy Spirit may look at us and tell us, We are in error because we do not know the scripture and we do not know the power of God. You know, if you know the context, you know, Sadducees, they don't believe in resurrection. Sadducees, 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 they came to Lord Jesus Christ and they asked this question to him. It's a very foolish question they asked. According to the Mosaic law, it is lawful if someone dies, his wife can marry his brother as long as they don't have children. It's, it's the law. And the Sadducees, they came to Lord Jesus and said, assume that somebody had seven brothers. The first one married somebody and he died. And the wife married the second brother. Second brother also died. And the ma wife married the third brother. He also died. If all seven died, she married everybody and all seven died. Who will be his husband, her husband in heaven? That was the foolish question they asked. And Jesus replied. Jesus replied, you are in error because you do not know the scriptures are the power of God. A practical challenge to develop godly characters in our lives. You know, many times we see, we think the power of God is only for healing. We think the only power of God is only for deliverance. We think power of God is only for miracles. No, that's a very little percentage of the power of God. The power of God is to change our lives. You know, when Jesus rose from the dead, that's a demonstration of the power of God. A corruption becoming incorruption. 
A mortal becoming immortal. A body that is, that is dead becoming a living body. How the transformation takes place. You know, it is the same transformation that God wants that to take place in our lives. Power of God is for change. Changing and molding our characters. You know, if we are not willing to learn from God. If we are not willing to learn from God's word. If we don't submit ourselves to the control of the Holy Spirit, to the authority of the teaching, authority of the Holy Spirit, you know, we are really missing something. You know, this morning, I just want that awakeness in the church, but we want to learn. We want to learn the scripture. You know, I believe some of us are brought to this church because you need to learn the scriptures. You know, many times we are going by our experience, but God is saying that scripture is the only reliable source. The biggest hurdle that we have today, we have many ideas in our minds, but most of them they don't agree with God's word. We have many ideas and suggestions in our mind, but they don't go with God's word. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Casting down arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10 5. You know, God wants us to bring everything to the obedience of the Holy Spirit. How do we do it? When we know God's Word. When we know God's Word. You know, some of the practical challenges that we have today. You know, God wants us to be careful in that. You know, sometimes we get a thought, probably this may be good. This may be the right thing to do. We need to analyze with respect to the word of God. You know, some of us have that difficulty to identify which is God's voice, which is not God's voice. This morning, I want you to listen to me. You know, we need to, we can listen to God's voice. You know, sometimes many voices we hear, but they are not from God. They are not from God. God's voice get most of the time mixed with our flesh, the thought of our flesh, because we keep thinking about something and that's what it comes. Then we realize, we may think that it is God's voice. No, it is not God's voice. Every time when we re- receive something from God, something in our mind, maybe from God, maybe from, from the devil, or maybe from our flesh, we need to see what the word of God says. You know, that's what many times many of you say something to me, but I will just keep quiet. I won't react to those things. Because my mind very immediately gets into the word of God. You know, most of us, some of us are, you know, software engineers. When you query something, a keyword and query, it goes to the database and searches there whether that keyword is there in the database. And if it finds something, it brings it back. When we receive a word, how do we understand it is from God? Immediately you need to go and search in the word of God. How do we search in the word of God? We need to know the word of God. Once you know the word of God, you search from right from Genesis to Revelation and finally you come out whether it is from God or not. All the voices are not from God. Not from God. 80-90% that we receive is not from God. Because they don't have any biblical background. We need to have a biblical background to receive from God. Because this is a written word of God. God cannot speak anything more than this. Anything that God speaks, He speaks this. Probably He may speak to you in the way you can understand, but it has a strong root in the word of God. 
You know, anything that I try to do, we try to do in the ministry, which is not having a strong base in the word of God, it will fail, it will not flourish. Developing a character, godly character requires us to be strong in the word of God. Finally, some of the tools that we can use to develop godly characters. God wants us to learn his word because his word can transform our characters. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. We may not go there because we don't have much time to read. Scripture also talks about transforming our mind. Renewing our mind. How change is taking place in our physical body. God wants that change to take place in our mind. When we turn back last year, are we able to think better? Are we able to you know, love somebody better? Are we able to add that all the good qualities in our lives? Are we doing something better than last year? When we accept God's word in our lives, when we take, absorb, assimilate God's word in our lives, the words become our thought. The words become our thought. And God says, your thought is not my thought. It's as simple as that. When we take the word, the word becomes God's thought. And when we think something, it will be godly when we think based on the word of God. Because most of the time what we think is not the way God thinks. And God wants us to think based on the word of God. The transforming power of the Holy Spirit. When we read the word. When we lay our lives based on the word. When we lead our lives based on the word. The spirit of God helps us to build those godly characters in our lives. And we absorb the word of God in our lives. The word becomes a living being within us. And Christ's word, when it dwindles in our lives so richly, you know, that's how we are transformed. That's how we are transformed. You know, this morning we are talking about the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Works in our lives through his word to form characters. To form good characters, godly characters in our lives. The final question I want to ask before I close. How teachable are we? Are we willing to, for change? You know, sometimes people say that I don't want to change. I just want to be the same. God expects us to change. God expects us to change in a godly way, in a good way. These three questions, this final question I want to ask. Look at three different types of people, wise people. Now they want to learn in a very easy way. That's how they learn. They know God's word and they learn from God's word. They look at others' mistake. Somebody had done this mistake and they make sure that they don't repeat that mistake in their lives. Wise people. There are carnal people, flesh people. You know, they always learn in a very hard way. They make that mistakes and they try to learn from their own personal mistakes. You know, it's very hard. How many times we can make mistakes and then try to learn from that? That's very hard. It's carnal people. The third category is foolish people. They don't accept anything that God is trying to teach. Because they are prideful. You know, God hates that pride. At times we feel that I know everything. God is telling us we are foolish if we just say that. Wise people, they're willing to learn from the word of God. You know, as God is teaching us, just want us to be awake. There are many things I'm learning every day. There are many things God wants us to learn every day in our lives so that we become wise when we learn the word of God. And with the purpose, God is doing 
this good work in our lives so that we become transformed, we transform into the image of His Son. You know, that's the only desire God has in our lives. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipf.org. God bless you.